0: what a beautiful morning to gather and worship together Uh, i know there's a lot going on right now school is kind of back in session for many students and families are scrambling a little bit to try to figure all that out so our prayers are with you uh this morning for those of you who are are dealing with uh, all the confusion around the start of school and just hope that everything gets off to a smooth start i want to take just a moment to welcome any visitors who might be with us this morning. We're always glad to have you with us and certainly invite you to come back again. Well, just a little bit of a review of our gospel. Last week, we heard the section of the gospel before the one that I just proclaimed, where Jesus asks his disciples the question, who do you say that I am? And of course, St. Peter, with great faith, steps forward and says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The A answer, right? And with that, Jesus says to Peter, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And he gives him the keys to the kingdom. And it's this wonderful moment for Peter where we see his great faith. And this morning we have a very different uh, look, don't we? This is the next section of that same gospel of St. Matthew When Jesus begins to tell his disciples what all this means, I'm going to suffer and die and be raised. And Peter says, God forbid, no such thing will happen to you. And we hear those very strong words from Jesus, get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. An obstacle to me. Jesus knew the cup That he was going to drink. And Peter's denial of the father's plan for salvation was an obstacle to Jesus. And he needed to call that out and say, this is not right. This is right. This is God's will. You know, sometimes in this life, people tell us things that we don't really want to hear. Things that are hard for us to hear. And sometimes we need to hear those things in order to grow in our spiritual life. And Peter needed to hear those very harsh words, get behind me, Satan, so that he could get rid of all that fear and know that he was going to be part of this plan for salvation. And of course, Peter had no idea what was coming. He had no idea the twists and turns that his life would take in these next weeks and months and years as God's plan for salvation unfolded. And Peter's role in that became more clear. Peter was operating out of fear, as many of us do. And Jesus was operating in the truth. He didn't want to drink the Father's cup. Just as Jesus prayed in the garden, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. My brothers and sisters, each of us, We'll drink this cup of suffering at different times in our life. And when we accept the suffering that comes in our life, we embrace the cross of Christ and he walks with us in that time of suffering. And when we reject it, our rejection becomes an obstacle to God's plan for our lives. It makes life a lot more difficult. Well, I want to tell you a beautiful story about a dear friend of mine whom I'm going to refer to as the Saint of North Minneapolis. His name is Farome Brown. You may have uh, seen his name in the paper at different times. Pharoam Brown is a former gang member. He's a former drug dealer. He spent 44 months in federal prison for his crimes. And if you asked him, With great pride, he would lift his shirt and show you the bullet holes in his body from his time in the streets. And like many people who go away to prison, Brother Farome had a conversion experience while he was in prison. He decided that he wanted to be a man for God. He wanted to be a better role model for his children. And he wanted to help these young men who were being lost to the gangs on the streets of Minneapolis. And so when he got out of prison, he kind of got himself right. He made some connections and he started going out into the streets and mediating gang violence. And he did that for a long time with almost no financial compensation. He would get some donations here or there, but he was really just struggling to get by. But he had this job that God wanted him to do and he knew how important it was. Well, just a few months ago, uh, I got a text from Faroum. And I hadn't heard from him in many, many months. He's been to our home for dinner many times, but I hadn't heard from him in quite a while. So on March 20th, I get this text from Faroum, and it's kind of a, you know, serious deal. You need to call me right away. And so I got on the phone and I called him. And he was calling me because he had misplaced This bottle of blessed oil, this holy oil that I had given him months and months ago. And he needed that. And he was desperate. And so he drove across town at 9 o'clock on a Friday night in March in the dead of winter to get this bottle of oil that he so desperately needed for his ministry. For Rome understands all too well what St. Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the evil forces, the principalities and the powers. And so he knows that he needs that oil when he goes out into the streets as part of his protection, as well as all the prayers of the people who are praying for him regularly, for his safety. My brothers and sisters, each of us, Has a cup to drink in our lives. Sometimes many cups to drink. The cup of suffering. My dear brother. Father Marcus. Who's sitting behind me here. Drank this cup of suffering. In his senior year of seminary. When he was diagnosed with cancer. And God didn't waste. A moment of that suffering. Because now my dear brother. Is ministering. To the sick. In hospitals, he understands all too well what it is to suffer from a serious illness. In my own life, I grew up in an abusive, dysfunctional, alcoholic family. And as hard as that was for me growing up, and still is at times, it's helped me to minister to people who are incarcerated and to people who are struggling in their own lives with those same kinds of issues. We all have our cup to drink. Get behind me, Satan. Those were Jesus' words to Peter. And they're words that I invite you this morning to take into your own heart. Get behind me, Satan. We don't have to talk about the evil in the world. We all know it. We see it every day in the news media. Jesus could have chosen... To follow the voices that were telling him, no, Lord, don't let this happen to you. It's okay. Let's, Let's take the easy way. But that wasn't the Father's will. That wasn't the Father's plan for salvation. In order to drink the cup that you and I are called to drink in this life, we need to keep Satan behind us and keep Jesus in front of us in full view. Today, Jesus calls us to deny ourselves, take up our crosses and follow him. And following Jesus means drinking that cup of suffering, whatever it might be for us in our lives. And each time we accept that suffering, it's as if Jesus is holding that cup and helping us to take a sip of it a little bit at a time. Knowing that he is walking with us through that suffering. I often think we might imagine that chalice of suffering in one hand and the cross of Christ in the other hand, leading us through this life. Well, I'd like to close this morning with a very small portion of a very long prayer uh, that is called St. Patrick's Breastplate. And it's a beautiful poetic way of thinking about how we position God in our lives. St. Patrick says, Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. I bind myself to the name, the strong name of the Trinity, by the invocation of the same, the three in one, the one in three, of all nature hath creation, eternal Father, Spirit, word, praise to the Lord of my salvation, salvation is of Christ the Lord, amen. Amen.